Welcome to the Jammiest Bits of Jam storytelling podcast, where we share short stories, rough drafts really, based on a theme and given on a dare. Where are your hosts? Christina Kishbot and Cassie Soliday. And it's episode two of season five. Yes. Hey. We're here. Showing up is half the battle, right? And we're here. I mean, I don't really have to show up anywhere. I'm sitting in my bedroom. True. I do miss recording in your bedroom or in your uh, bedroom. When we would get Thai food and then drink wine. Oh, yeah. That's why we used to be better. <laughs> yes. Well, I was going to drink a glass of wine tonight while we recorded, but I forgot. <laughs> we, like, go get wine right now? Um, do you want to? Uh, yeah, I do. I okay. <laughs> yes, we can do that. Okay, I'm going to pause and then let's go get a drink. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Welcome to Drinks and Disney. Get Getting your podcast confused. <laughs> uh, and by the way, if you are a new listener and didn't know, Christina has another podcast called Drinks and Disney. And... Cassie has another podcast called Ink and Paint Girls, which is more popular than my podcast. Is it? Probably. How many listeners do you average? I, how many do you average? I think 200. So modest. Very modest. Yeah, mine's around that too. Yeah? Okay. Then we're equal. And you got there faster than me. Uh, but, well, but I'm also very inconsistent because it's a... Uh, it's a hard podcast to manage on my own. And sometimes I have yeah. help, but sometimes they get busy too. And so it's so hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't imagine. I mean, like, you're like interviewing real people while I just like <laughs> you're drink with friends who are the not... real people, though. <laughs> I mean, are they? <laughs> no, They're they real people predisposed to love you no matter what and no matter how drunk <laughs> you get, which is pretty great. That's amazing. Thank yeah. you. Uh, and actually, I haven't told you about this yet, but I started producing a new podcast about comedy called Greener Pastures. It's for the satire magazine that I co-edit with some friends. What? Yeah. So that starts airing in like, well, by the time this goes up, it'll be like two weeks ago. <laughs> but Greener Pastures podcast, check it out. Uh, we That's interview cool. a lot of comedy, like satire writing folks and cartoonists. Okay, that's really cool. I love but that. I have like four people helping me with that, so that's a lot less work than this or um, Ink and Pink Girls. I feel like Jammiest is, and just some insight to to this whole thing is that Jammiest is kind of like, although the production of the podcast is easy, it's the writing the stories that is mm-hmm. hard. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's hard to sit down to write those. But it's a joy for the rest of the podcast to record it with you and to talk about writing it and then uh, editing it. Yeah, I mean, Drinks and Disney is super fun. I think my biggest thing is editing it for sure. Is the is kind of the time consuming and also actual work of it. Yeah, I also feel like I don't know. I think it's so fun when uh, comedians get on podcasts and just get drunk, like. <laughs> but I love I don't know I guess it's like drunk history right like I enjoy that because it's people who know what they're talking about the thing that they're most passionate about yep. but yep 
yeah it, yep. i i just like it i love it yeah that's why i knew it but you got your I'm wine literally, i'm literally like oh me mm-hmm. yeah did you get red or white i got red i think what do you mean you i think? don't really know why white i mean it's red then it's <laughs> but it's not like pinot or a grigio is it a, is or it noir a what is it is it a zinni I don't I don't know. I mean it's clear, but there's like a rose tint. It's probably a rose. Is it a rose? It's not like champagne though. Am I drinking rose if it's not a champagne? I think so. Yeah, because like rose is flat, right? Yeah. Is it? Okay. Is it very sweet? Hold on. It's not really sweet. I mean it's bitter. I think it's a rose. Yeah? Yeah. Maybe it's a little sweet, but it's a sweet bitter. Right. I feel like any pink, any like rose or pink wines are going to be a little sweet. Okay. Cool. Some wine connoisseur listening is going to be like horrified. Please please go away. Um, Well, my wine was uh, $2 at Aldi. So, I mean, yeah. I I think mine was maybe eight or something. But I'm drinking a Pinot Grigio. Mm. So it's like a dark. Yes, I'm like Lady Gaga and I'm a Grigio girl. I don't get the reference. Does she like Grigios? She has a song in her Joanne album called Grigio Girls. Ah, gosh. I don't know as much about music as I used to. That's okay. You don't have to. (sighs) I feel like I should. I feel like I should know more. (laughs) People who like have a really high frame of reference like are so uh, amazing to me because I have like I'm lucky if I remember anything, and usually it's like I butcher it anyways. I don't know, like people who remember quotes, like I can't. Yeah, well, I'm constantly surprised at how much my brain, uh, how much useless shit my brain has just stored away. <laughs> yeah, like I, I remember, um, in like later years of high school, me and my family went to, um, the Star Trek exhibition in Phoenix, I think. And we were visiting family and we found out there was a Star Trek exhibition. So we were like, let's go. And I remember just walking through and being like, I know everything here. And that's like 60 years of content. You know, like, uh-huh. I was like, where does this go? Where in my brain am I storing this? But I barely passed um, high school al- algebra, like barely. You couldn't even ask me how to do math. I don't know how to do math, but but I know everything about the USS Enterprise. That's amazing. Hopefully, you get to write on uh, that property someday. Oh my gosh! So you can use the, it. <laughs> um, the animated show, um, Lower Decks, uh-huh. that came out last year, would be. I mean, that would be my ideal. I would like. I would love to write on that. I would. I was just thinking when you were mentioning all the stuff you have in your brain like you know when we die everything that's in our brain is just gone I know you know like it's really weird although sometimes I like to think that there's like kind of like a post office in my brain or a library and then it's just a bunch of information stored inside little boxes or books and then I open it when I like it gets triggered by some word association or whatever but like there's nothing like that up there actually you know well if you think about inside out and how they store you know the images of how they store 
memory in that movie, I'm like, I have so many, like, useless things. Yeah. Just, like, sitting there, not being moved to the dark area where Bing Bong ends up. Right. They're just, like, keeping a lot. And I'm just like, we could maybe clear a few of it out. Like, a bit of it out. Yeah. You know, I love being a trivia queen, but, you know. (laughs) Who knows what I could do if we could clear it up a little bit. Right. (laughs) Anyway. A little dark, but bringing it back. Gosh, we're almost ten minutes in and we haven't even... um... I know. We gotta get going, too, because I have a writing date. Yes, yes. So... You dared me last week to write uh, a story based on the theme summer. Summer. I did without writing about the season. (laughs) I wrote about a girl named Summer. (laughs) Um, One of my features from, you know how we talked about last episode, I was a one act queen. Mm -hmm. Um, One of those features that I'm actually making headway on, my main character is also named Summer. Ah, is that why you gave me this? Well, no, because you said it was about Taylor Swift and her song. I was just connecting Taylor Swift in the moment because we were talking about Taylor Swift. Improv one act queen. Very good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure it was maybe subconscious a little bit too. Brains are interesting. Okay, so uh, no, I'm not going to make any excuses. I'm just going to read it and get your. (laughs) Okay, I can't wait. I'm muting right now. Oh, gosh. Okay. Summer wanted to get away this winter. She had big plans to rent a cabin in the woods for a month, but funds were low, so she reduced it to a week. If only that writing gig hadn't fell through, she could have afforded three months or more. That's Hollywood for you. One minute you're waiting for a contract to hit your inbox, hopeful, and the next it's redacted. Poof. Gone. Even though they always say it it never has anything to do with you personally, it still feels personal every single time. Now what? Getting up to Idlewild was part pleasure, part productivity, because when is it not a pleasure to be productive surrounded by snowy wilderness? She was so ready to write the next box office disgrace, something she tells herself to take the stress off her shoulders, to write something that's a smash. But now there's no one waiting on her for anything. She could cancel the getaway, but she still wanted to go, so she did. Heck, maybe she'll do nothing. She writes all the time. Let's do something different, she thinks. This week, no writing. No writing at all. I'll do nothing. But what do you do when you're doing nothing? She racked her brain for what to do first while gazing at the low-hanging clouds out the living room window. They swept over the treetops that decorated the downhill slope below, most disappearing underneath the thick fluff. She wanted to capture the moment. Usually she'd avoid her windows in her L.A. apartment so she'd never accidentally be caught staring at her neighbors or passing pedestrians. First floor problems. But here, there were no worries of running into anyone. The nearest cabin being nearly a quarter of a mile away and looks as empty as Summer's stomach feels. Setting up her iPhone to capture what she hoped would look like a melancholy and candid shot of her silhouette against the white and expansive landscape out the window, she double-checked the composition set the timer, then raced to the couch to pose herself as if she hadn't just looked like an idiot trying to make this look effortless. Flash, flash, flash. Summer ran back to her phone. Why am I running? 
there's literally nothing but time this week. She swiped through the three photos, and they were terrible. All blurred. But again, she had nothing but time and decided to try again. And again. And again. Finally, she got one decent shot. It took an hour and a half to get one chill shot to remember the moment from an hour and a half ago. It would have taken less time to write a paragraph about it. But then she suddenly realized that she just did something. She took a picture. Well, a lot of bad ones to get one sightly okay one. But it's still not doing nothing. Summer goes to the kitchen and shuts her phone off, stuffing it in a drawer with the silverware. It's too risky to keep my phone. I'll end up doing something. Of course, she suddenly worries that she's missing out on a text or important email where those Hollywood producers roll back their decision and want to move forward with her as the screenwriter. That would be the best decision of their life. But no, probably not. Back to doing nothing. While thinking about it, which is still doing something, she loses her focus by staring out the window. At first, she's staring at nothing. The trees, the snow, the brush... It's all just a blur. But beyond all those things is a man standing on his back porch. It looks like he might be writing on a pad of paper as he drinks a mug of something hot. He might be kind of hot himself. Or maybe Summer just hoped he would be. But she could barely make him out. Maybe there's a better view outside. Living in LA, Summer doesn't have the best clothing for being out in the mountain cold. She layers most of her shirts underneath her hoodie as well as wears three pairs of socks before pushing her feet inside her sneakers. Her cheeks turn rosy as she opens the sliding glass back door. It's freezing! Her shoes quickly get wet as she takes her first steps, the snow covering up to her ankles as she goes. In trying to get a closer look at the neighbor down the way, Summer just looks lost and awkward. As she maneuvers for the tree line between the properties, she slips. In trying to struggle back to her feet, she slips further down the slope. So far, she claws her way back up to more even ground. Hey, you okay? Summer looks up and sees the man in front of her, in his robe, tied, probably wearing boxers underneath, and rain boots on. Uh, yeah, 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 uh, totally. I was uh, going for a walk and, I, and slipped, said the woman who was totally trying to see if the neighbor stranger was good looking. The man extends his hand out and she takes it, helping her back to her feet. You must be from L.A., I I am. How did you? Rarely do I meet anyone from L.A. who has real cold weather clothing, he says. Summer gives him another look up and down. This man is coming off rude, hot or not, says the person wearing a robe and rain boots, she says. This is me, he says, proud of himself. Ooh, I should write that down. He takes off for his porch again. He doesn't even look back. Why did that make her want to talk to him more? Back at the cabin, Summer hung her wet clothes and shoes up to dry in the bathroom. Since she had used most of her clothes to keep her warm, she had no choice but to wear her last clean shirt along with her bathing suit, which she had brought for the hot tub. Tonight was really cold, and Summer had no idea how to start her fireplace. Was there a button to start it, or is it a real fireplace? Where's the instruction manual? Suddenly there's a knock at the door. She goes to see who it is and opens the door wide. It's the neighbor, dressed up in actual warm clothing and winter jacket. You, hi, she says. Hi, do you, um, need to put clothes on? He asked, looking to the side, being a polite gentleman. 
At first, Summer isn't sure what he means, but then looks down at her shirt and realizes it looks like she's in her underwear. She pulls her shirt up to prove she's not. No, no, no. This isn't underwear. This is my bathing suit, she says. He looks back at her. Oh, well, in that case, you're probably wondering why I'm here. I thought maybe I should check in to make sure you knew how to light the fireplace. It can get cold up here in these old cabins. Actually, yeah, that's exactly what I was trying to figure out. Summer invites him in and lets him have at the fireplace. He finds the button and presses it. He knocks the wood, showing her it's fake. Doi. Don't feel too dumb. It took me 30 minutes to figure it out. Last year when I was up here, they were real, but they've been renovated since. So you come up here often then? Summer asks. I try to, once a year or so, to get away and focus on writing. You? I'm doing nothing. Hmm. What does nothing look like? He asks her. Well, I took a selfie, which is so unlike me, honestly, then stared out the window for a long time, went for a walk to, uh, uh, to walk, and uh, as you know, I fell, <laughs> then stared out the window some more in my bathing suit. It's been a long day. Summer felt like crawling into a hole, a hole where the embarrassingly uninteresting people of the world like to hide. That sounds like a lot of something. Not necessarily nothing, he says. Then perks up. Ooh, I should write that down. He pulls out a notebook and writes it down. If nothing is always something, then something is never nothing, Summer thought to herself. Well, that's chaotic. And nothing makes sense. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> oh. <laughs> did you actually finish or did you just stop reading? No, I really didn't. That's it. Okay. Did you just give up or was that really no, done? It was like, I had a plan. <laughs> but I, well, A, I didn't have enough time to finish my plan. Uh, B, I, uh, so it was a little bit of time and then it was like, I don't even know. I just, I don't know. This one got away from me like big time. And, uh, yeah, I, I guess I didn't really have a guiding light for what I wanted to say with it. Uh -huh. Um, at first I did, but then while I was writing and because I wrote it in, uh, like four different sessions like and they and most of them were just like an hour or 30 minutes and like I've been really burnt out lately so it suffers from that too but yeah totally a rough draft uh yeah but okay. the idea of chaos and that nothing is still something is something of what I want to say you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna embroider oh. that. Oh, um, okay. First of all, it's not nothing, and it's also not chaos. I was super into it. Um, a few, just so everyone knows, a few <laughs> weeks ago, me and Cassie were catching up, and Cassie was telling me that she wanted to get into writing 
romance novels. <laughs> and honestly, I was like, this is a romance novel. This is the first chapter of a romance novel. Aw, thank you. <laughs> and I was very into it. And um, But I love this a woman named Summer who is stuck in the snow somewhere. I guess she's not really stuck, but um, she's created a snowy um, atmosphere for herself. Um, having the name Summer, and I love that kind of like um, dichotomy play. Also, uh, as an LA person who does go up to like Big Bear sometimes, (laughs) it's very relatable. Like you're never prepared. You're never, Never. ever prepared for how cold it is. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would, I totally, it's one thing that I like noticed was Summer was up there by herself. She's a writer from LA, but everything that she's doing, even though she has this vacation by herself to be by herself, to do nothing, everything that she does is about other people. So she's taking a selfie, not for herself, but to post, to be like, ooh, I'm out here being this fancy writer, you know, like how cool and hipster am I? Um, she keeps talking about these execs back at LA, back in LA, who have rejected her. Um, and then the first human that she sees, she becomes zeroed in on. So I think it's just very telling of, um, you know, not to be too industry about it because I know like we in LA often just like want to write about our lives in the industry and everything and (laughs) we're obsessed with it so why isn't it like so everyone else would be obsessed with it too but um it's it's very relatable and um everything we do as writers in the entertainment world is for other people and so even when she's literally carved out time to be by herself for herself she's doing things just for other people gosh I like it when you like (laughs) repeat it back to me like I'm like oh yeah that's true (laughs) well I was while you were reading or while you were reading it I was thinking this and I was like I bet Cassie doesn't even realize that she's done this (laughs) yeah I don't I don't think so like I definitely knew that I wanted her to ignore being by her like because like you can be by yourself and not be lonely but this woman does not know how to do that you know and she doesn't even know she's lovely neither do I I would be miserable if I was up in a cabin by myself, miserable, I would hate it. Mm-hmm. Whether that's a good or bad thing, I would absolutely despise that time. <laughs> because, but I'm also a very like, I'm pretty outgoing. And especially being in this quarantine, I have realized that I am very much a extrovert. And, and I didn't really know that before, but I am. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, and so, and then of course she sees this like hot guy. And the other funny thing I thought was she doesn't really know if he's hot or not. I know. But she's very invested in finding out. <laughs> There's literally nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also struggled. I was like, are these stories still acceptable? Like stalking, even in a oh, romantic yeah. sense? Like, well, I don't know. I, I feel like I get obsessed sometimes with people I don't know. And it's just like, you're just like super interested. You're right. Right. You just like want to know their story. Yeah. It's not yeah. that you want them to marry you. It's like, I just want to know more about this person. 
I who's mean, the only how, person around. <laughs> totally. And how hot is it to possibly have like a fling up in the middle of nowhere in these like cabins in the snow? Oh, like, God. Yeah. That, that sounds would be super something. fun. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I honestly am like, Cassie, you better write a whole novel, a whole ass novel. <sighs> Maybe. I gotta, I gotta finish the one I'm working on now. <laughs> <laughs> But this is a great first, I mean, it's a great first chapter, honestly. And uh, I was super invested. I was, like, really into it. I felt like I was reading, um, I felt like I was, like, back in my Tumblr days reading fan fiction, like, romantic fan fiction or something. I was very into it. How sweet. Yeah. So, I mean, so you weren't really realizing that you were writing a romance, like, a romantic novel type thing? Yeah, it was initially supposed to be just about her, but getting sl- like the bulk was definitely going to be her getting obsessed with this other human. <laughs> uh, actually, the other ending that I didn't write to, but I had it like outlined out because like I have like a five point outline for these short stories. Typically, the last mm-hmm. bit was uh, he catches her because okay, the last two beats I did not write out but what I what I was going to write was she goes for a walk in the woods and ends up following him and listening to a poem of his and uh she thinks that she loves him because those are the most beautiful words she ever like heard which Mm. makes her question her ability to write and Mm. so then she just spirals and then one day uh probably the next day he catches her watching him (laughs) and then he shows up later and brings over uh dinner which is a homemade ratatouille he made but it was like so random and I it, I just couldn't get it over there uh, in in terms of how much time I had to write this. I couldn't figure out how to naturally get it over there. And obviously the ending feels super abrupt and unnatural. <laughs> but for the sake of this podcast and being done uh, for this draft, uh, yeah, that's what I did. Hey, it works. And it was enough. Awesome. It, it's amazing that like 10 minutes can be as little as three pages like that that was like three pages written typed out totally Uh, yeah and I think it's a good enough space of time to kind of get an idea out and see what works and what doesn't and obviously Mm -hmm. having you to bounce (laughs) bounce it off of and get your feedback too and your thoughts is very helpful yeah Um, that's why I love this podcast and doing Well, um, Cassie's going to be starting her romance novel, Empire. And so everyone watch out. Be ready. And this is the second book in that series. Yes. Yes. And I cannot even begin to tell you how many romance novelists like have their own empires and they're not and it's self-published and they're making a living. Like I'm actually blown away by their hustle and by their ingenuity is that ingenuity ingenuity Ingenuity? yeah yeah ingenuity it's like really amazing and like you know like everyone thinks that you have to go the uh the big publisher route but there's less opportunity there and less control and people like uh talia hibbert who wrote uh get a life chloe brown like she does both you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so like it's yeah yeah, I, I, I feel like I've just been given, like, like access, you know, like, in a way to discover that you don't have to wait on a gatekeeper, so. No, and uh, romance readers are just ferocious. They just, oh, yeah. <laughs> they just want content, and it doesn't even have to be, like, the most, you know, like, brilliant thing ever. They just want to, you know, live that fantasy of mm-hmm. whatever it is, so. 
Yeah. I think you have to keep writing this one. Thanks. I need a sexy scene in a hot tub. I oh need that. I know. I can't wait for it. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I, I added that to plan for the hot tub part because I actually didn't write hot tub anywhere in there. And I was like, oh, it's probably where that she's in her swimsuit. <laughs> so I had to add it in oh real my quick. Gosh, I was so like, let funny. me improvise this in. But yeah. well, when you said she was in her swimsuit, I was like, why would you bring a swimsuit? I knew it. I knew it. No. And then you were like, hot tub. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> they do all have hot tubs up in those areas. Not all of them, but most of them. Yeah. Um, If I'm renting them, they do. I know. That's like the first thing I look for. And not that I, I know. know this that much, but uh, actually, I've never went up to a cabin. I honestly watched a few YouTube videos of like booktubers going to cabins just to read for the weekend. And I'm like, oh, I want that life. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to go by myself. Me neither. I would take Matt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like a writing either. retreat where like, me and you just go and we just like write oh, for read all weekend. Um, no, I definitely like either it's like a whole group of girls, um, and Jared and Steven, yeah, or it's like me and Nader, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. There, and like, although I've never uh rented a room or a cabin to go like write uh for Hollywood or anything, I've heard of uh, I forget. I forget if it was at a lunch you and I went to with one of the writers from our studio, but someone said that like they will sometimes rent a hotel room for the entire weekend and just like uh, get out a a draft one, like a full draft of a screenplay, uh, like if they've been hired to write one or like a TV draft. And it's usually to get away from their family because it's just really loud and busy at the house and hard to focus. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So like ever since I heard that, I was like, oh my gosh, I want that in my life. Like, that would be fun, I think. I don't know. I just love productivity. and Yeah, I could see yeah. myself doing that. If I was, like, for a specific purpose of getting something written, I could mm-hmm. see myself doing that by myself. Yeah, for sure. But to just go and do nothing? Absolutely not. I'm bringing um, someone to cuddle with. <laughs> yes. Whether that be who and why and who. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, Yeah. Keep us updated on that. <laughs> nah. I'm like already on Airbnb looking for cabins for me and Nader uh-huh. because of your story. Thanks. Inspired. <laughs> yeah. As soon as the numbers go down, Matt and I are going to Idlewild. Yes. Woo! Well, we went for Big Bear for my birthday. Nice. Um, Just a small group of us this last year. And it was so much fun. But the whole time I was like, I kind of wish it was just me and Nader. Aww. Yeah. So I think that's in that's in the cards. Us just yeah. going to a small one. But I loved it. Yay! Now it's my turn to uh, oh, dare yeah. you for next time. Oh my gosh. One of my friends has like a great Australian accent. And when I say great, I just mean that he has an Australian accent. <laughs> so I'm going to say write, write a story about Australia. okay ash i hope he doesn't listen to this it's so dumb but it's just a good accent like it's a great accent it's a great accent i will not be trying to do the accent when i read my story probably fine everyone to (laughs) know that awesome well thanks so much for tuning in to this half half baked story it'll get better i promise (laughs) it's good it's good everyone loves it right guys (laughs) Say that you love it. Oh my God. As it needs the validation. My self-worth is, and is in this. 
<laughs> Let's ask Ricky, my dog. Ricky, did you like Cassie's story? His ears twitched. <laughs> that means. Yes. Oh, nice. Thank you, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of the Jamie Spits of Jam Storytelling Podcast was produced by Christina and Cassie. Music by the wonderful Grace Sai. Connect with us on Twitter at Bitso Jam Podcast and on Facebook. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. We hope by sharing these stories and being open about our process and how we word vomit our first drafts that you'll be encouraged to word vomit your own. The most important thing about writing is to write.